Hey everybody, welcome back to the Brews and Belters podcast where we talk all things soccer while sipping on a few of our favorite local brews. This is season three, episode five. Um, tonight I am drinking Company Brewing's Milwaukee style lager, a 4.34%. It's a little bit heavy for a lager, which I personally like. It's almost like a, a lager mixed with like an amber or, or something like that. Um, it's kind of how it feels going down. Um, but yeah, I, oh, it's a 4.14% actually, which makes more sense because this was made for, um, Milwaukee day on April 14th. So four fourteen, uh, which is the Milwaukee logo, um, not, not logo. God, area, area code. code. Nice. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of cities are doing that when I was in St. Louis, a lot of breweries would do a three, one, four day, um, special brew. So, uh, this is available anytime now, obviously. Um, not just in April. So yeah, pretty good. Mm. What about you, Toast? What would, what would you rate it out of five? Um, I really like this type of bit. Like I like lagers and I like ambers and this is kind of like okay. weight wise kind of meets in the middle. So I'd give it like a high, high threes flirting into like four category. It's good. Okay. It's not like one of the best beers I've ever had, but it's good. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, what am I drinking right now? I'm just so excited for this. Uh, your intro was awesome again. Two weeks in a row is killing it. Uh, Getting I back hand... into the flow of things here. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I have Hand of Fate Brewing Company. Uh, they are out of Petersburg, Illinois, which is like kind of by Springfield. Um, so kind of a small town little brewery, but they uh, can a few different kinds. And so I picked one up. I've never had it before. It's called Double Bean Dream. And it's a cream ale, 5.1%. Uh, so it's a cream ale that they mix one of their like coffee beers into. So it's like a hazelnut coffee cream ale. Um, Sounds like a good winter brew. Yeah, it's it's weird tasting. I'm not gonna lie. It's like it tastes yeah. like a very light coffee with like a funky aftertaste, like a ha- like a hazelnut aftertaste. And yeah, I don't know if I like it or not. So it's honestly. terrible. Okay. Well, I would give what it a you, two. What are you giving a, it? Not even a two point five. I'm thinking two point four. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. That won't be a repeat offender here. No, exactly. Okay. So, All right, well, let's get into it. We're going to just talk about pretty much a bunch of random topics tonight. Um, kind of going to continue on with the women's heroes and then discuss a little bit of, um, you know, preseason matches and some of the European teams on their U.S. tour or, you know, wherever they're playing preseason. So we'll start out with the Euros semifinals. England stomped. Sweden yesterday, 4-0. Um, I expected England to win this, but I expected it to be probably a little bit closer, especially I was watching this at work. 33 minutes in, it was nil-nil. Um, Sweden got off to a really good start. They put a shot on goal within the first probably 45 seconds to a minute. They went right down the field, put one on. Really good foot save by uh, England's goalkeeper. But the 33rd... Um, first goal came for England from Beth Mead good run forward from the left side led to an England cross went all the way across um, through the box to the right side and Lucy Bronze was there to clean it up sent in a ball back to uh, Beth Mead had her back towards goal took a touch ball was bouncing and she just hit it mid volley and uh, blew one past the keeper to the far post Really, really nice goal to start it off. And from there, it was all England. Um, second goal came far post header from bronze. 
nothing special, but keeper had a bunch of people in front of her. Um, and it, it just kind of dribbled through to the back post. And then third goal was filthy, maybe goal of the tournament. Um, there's a ball played into Alessia Russo. She put one on target straight at the keeper and then it deflected back to her as her momentum was going forward. She kind of stumbled over the ball a couple times and uh, pushed it out to the keeper's left. A couple defenders on her back and really had no other play besides maybe to play it out towards the top of the box or pull off a little bit of magic. And that's what she did. She had a back heel, nutmeg the goalkeeper, and uh, it was just nasty. Yeah, that it, that might be the worst way to get nutmegged. Like mm-hmm. of all, like it, even worse than like a defender being thrown to the ground, like England's defender was last week against, uh, I think it was Spain or Portugal. Um, but yeah, that was terrible. I was just upset that no one branded my Hinefeld heel. That, that was a golden opportunity to drop that one on live television. No one did that. Kind of upset. Uh, what's up with Beth Mead? I mean, she's like really, really good. Yeah, England is really, really good. Yeah, like I'd, they they are a cut above everyone. I thought really the only team that seemed on par with them was maybe France, and yeah. then Germany came in and beat France today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, they're pretty different teams England and France France is just insanely athletic but England is just so well organized and really really technically sound they don't rush anything like they stick to their system and they play their style and like the entire team is just buzzing the entire time and uh, I mean they string passes together better than probably any team that I've seen in the tournament so far mm-hmm. um so I don't know. I mean, German play, Germany played really well against France too. So who knows? They yeah. they might give England a run for their money. But so Germany went on with two goals, and uh, yeah, both of them were bagged by uh, Alexander Pop. And uh, yeah, so right now her and Beth Mead are tied with six goals. So whoever yeah. picks up, you know, the most goals will get the golden boot uh, for the tournament uh, on Sunday. And then also, uh, both teams have four clean sheets, which. You know, that usually means that you're pretty structurally sound when it comes defensively, and you have the best goaltender or best goalkeepers as well. So, um, 92 goals in the entire tournament, Germany with 13. Number one is England with 20. Uh, so, I'm just hoping for a lot of goals this weekend because uh, it kind of sounds like there's not going to be with the amount of clean sheets they have, but with something's got to give, you know. Um, I'm hoping it's close because I could see England just going in there and being the piss out of Germany too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. And I hate to even say that because I thought, again, I thought France, I didn't think they would like beat the piss out of Germany, but I, I thought they would handle Germany pretty well. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Germany just really surprised me. And I thought Pop yeah. looked really good. Her two goals were goals that they weren't necessarily set up by her. I mean, they, they were both just crosses lofted in that she just went and attacked harder than anyone else on the field and scored both of them. And I mean, they were just sick goals for a a captain to score in a semifinal against a team that I expected them to lose to. And I I think probably a lot of people expected them to lose to. Um, So just cool captain's goals. Um, Like I said, both crosses coming in. One of them, she came from the far post, sprinted in, um to a little bit deeper than the the penalty spot and just got a toe on one and hit it fast enough to get it past the keeper and then um france came back they scored on a screamer from kadidia to diani 
I uh, received a, a ball off a flicked on header back facing the goal, probably 23 to 25 yards out, took one touch to her left and just turned and ripped one. Mm-hmm. Um, goal actually didn't get credited to her. It went off the post and then hit off the keeper's back. So it was technically a ruled and own goal. Uh, but I'm, I'm counting it as my belter regardless. Cause she, she smoked that ball. Yeah. So that would have given her four goals on the, but she ended with three. And so she's in the top four right now with uh, the rest of the top five uh, players is uh, all German and uh, English players. So, wow. so she was like the only other real good striker, I would say uh, production wise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she definitely showed it. And her hair was probably the coolest too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair was definitely the coolest. So who do you like this weekend? England. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed with Germany, so who knows, but um, I definitely think England, they've looked the best team by far the whole tournament. Yeah. If I had it my way, I'd go 3-2 England, but I think it's going to be worse than that. I think it's going to be like a 3-0, a 3-1 maybe. Yeah, I could see that at home too. You know, they got the crowd behind them. I expect a huge crowd. So, yeah, we'll see. That is Sunday, um, this coming Sunday, July 31st. So that should be an amazing match. Um, and football might be coming home. Yeah. Uh, next weekend, we will be, you know, bringing that to the forefront. We also have our Premier League preview as well. Um, Keegan and I are going to bet because I'm, I am fully drinking Tottenham Kool Aid right now with Harry Kane in, in midseason form and preseason. Uh, that whoever. Whoever's team gets higher, you know, like places higher at the end of the season has to smoke an entire jewel cartridge. <laughs> that That's probably going to be our bet. We'll have some within, other wagers as well. 40, within a 40-minute <laughs> podcast window. Yeah, Just I've never even, never even smoked one, but I figure we can try it out. So, so yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this beer is not getting any better 10 minutes into this oh, thing either. This is just a train wreck for me. You don't right you now. don't happen to have a backup on hand, do you? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, but I mean that that pretty much wraps up the semis. Um, obviously England, Germany through this Sunday. So we can get into what do you want to talk about next, Toast? Well, you want to talk about you got a fresh ass Milwaukee Bucks hat on. Uh, did you hear friends from Milwaukee? Did they go up to that game over the weekend at Lambeau where there was eighty thousand fans and it made like ESPN, you know, front page? Several, yeah, several of them did, um, which was cool. I actually thought about getting tickets last minute, but um, didn't end up getting to go. Yeah, the but, the uh, players that they had starting for for Manchester City were probably day one starters in the premier league. Like they did not hold back this game. Yeah. It was, it was full on. Yeah. And you got to see, um, you got to see Upa Meccano go up against Holland. Love that matchup. Um, Graylish played well. DeBrano was out there. I mean, yeah, they, they had the stars. So would have definitely been a fun game to go to. I, I wish that I would have, but um, yeah, they all had a really good time. Uh, my boss went actually, he's not like a huge, huge soccer guy, but he said he had a blast. Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool. Got a Holland goal, first goal for city scored in the state of Wisconsin. Who would have thought? Yeah. So, um, I think Jack Graylish was like, holy shit. All I have to do is pass the ball. And I think I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to get major assists this season. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think he'll be the guy on that left side now that Sterling's gone. So I'm very interested to see. Um, just where he lines up, if he drifts a little bit further back into a midfield type role, I expect him to to stay forward as a true winger. And um, 
probably see Bernardo in that left midfield role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would expect to see Bernardo, KDB, and Foden probably in the middle for him. Or I guess Rodri as well. So it'll be interesting how they mix up Foden and Mahrez there on the right. And then Rodri, you know, if, if he doesn't start, they'll have KDB, I guess, in the middle. So I don't know. I mean, they've got options as always. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, especially next week's episode, we'll talk in detail about that. It's yeah. going to be – I think they're going to be – I mean, they're going to be pretty much unbeatable, I feel like, uh, just w- watching them in the preseason. Uh, Jack Graylish, uh, game before playing uh, – I forget where they were playing in Las Vegas, I want to say. But he was uh he was in a little scuffle with uh Ochoa, the Mexican goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think wins in a fight between those two? Ochoa's beating his ass. I don't care how old Ochoa is, he's beating he his ass. Ragdolling him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would pay to watch that. Um <laughs> so there's a few other clubs, you know, big time clubs, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh Juventus, they're all touring right now in the States, playing each other, playing a few MLS teams. Uh, playing a few uh, Liga MX teams mm-hmm. uh, with like Club America, we were just referencing playing. Uh, yeah, some pretty shitty news before we get into like the Barcelona and some of the random tournaments. But Paul Pogba looks like he hurt his knee. They don't know the severity yet. They're thinking meniscus, possible surgery. Uh, I would pour one out. Actually, I might pour this beer out for Paul Pogba. <laughs> so, so that sucks. Uh, what do you think about Barcelona? Have you seen any of them preseason so far? Um, I only saw a little bit of their match against Juventus. Shout out my boy Moise Keen, two goals. Um, and Did he hit Dembele. us with the gritty? He hit the gritty two times in a yeah. row. Yeah, yeah. He loves yeah. that. He loves that. He gave up the old. He was doing the woe or whatever that whatever that other dance move is. I mean, he's like twenty years old, so you know he's just got TikTok <laughs> dance moves up his sleeve. But yeah, um, yeah, two goals for him. Neither of them were were incredible goals but i mean they were just good striker goals right place right time good positioning mm. and and put it in so that's all that really matters but yeah i'd love to see him scoring goals i'm curious how much he'll play if he'll just come off the bench with vlahovic there and you know kiesa hopefully being helpful uh healthy for him but i do expect him to, to feature and, and play a decent amount so yeah yeah, a few other random preseason games, uh, some action. These teams are winning, and they're winning, winning. Uh, so Arsenal winning the 2022 Florida Cup over Chelsea. Is that winning, or is that like winning, winning? Winning, winning, 4-0. Gabriel Jesus got a goal. Odegaard, Saka. I mean, they've got three of their young stars, two of their young stars, and one of their, you know, their new big signing scoring goals against Chelsea. I think that's big. Yeah, and uh, that was a Gabriel Jesus chip, if I remember right. And you were kind of pushing for the Bruise Belters and Chips podcast. That's what yeah. you were wanting to get a couple weeks ago. So yeah, could have had it. Uh, Telecom Cup, AC Milan over FC Colm. AC Milan with a win in that. Uh, how are we feeling on that? Is that a win or a win-win? Uh, that's a win. AC yeah. Milan should beat them. And then uh, lastly, there's a few other ones, but nothing too crazy. But this is the last one. I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on this. The Bangkok Century Cup, United beat Liverpool. Any thoughts on that one, Keegs? Yeah, not worried about it. Okay, so that's just a winning, not a winning, winning. I think that's winning, winning for, for United standards, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for the roundup for, <laughs> for all of this. Yeah, not a lot going on. Not a lot no. going on. 
I did think it was pretty cool though. Like just all the games and then they're playing like last night, uh, Juventus game against uh, Barcelona where you saw Robert Lewandowski just bowling out. And then also I've seen two games this preseason for them. And Rafinha looks amazing in that system. Just cutting. He's literally mm-hmm. cutting from left into the middle or right in the middle. Like they kind of have him just playing a, a full striker position. At, it feels like just by how he's setting up literally in front of and behind Lewandowski and, yeah, I think those two are going to be so fun to watch this year. I'm hoping that they go pretty far in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, Usman Dembele as well. Yeah. He was rumored to be leaving and looked really good the second half of last season. Um, he's looked good also. So they've just got so many players. I mean, they're it's such a mess there. We talked about this last week, and I'm not going to pretend that we're going to figure out what's going on there right now. Um but they do have players as long as they're not over the cap. So apparently the the thing right now is they may be over the cap um, for spending if they can't get rid of De Jong or some other players. And um, I don't know what type of penalty they would face for that, but mm-hmm. apparently like they're, they're over their limit right now. So they, they got to figure something out with De Jong. Um, I guess that's what you get for signing a million players in a window when you have no money going in and swooping up Kunde. We haven't even talked about that because that happened midweek. Dude, uh, I love I mean, that. That's, that's unbelievable. We are talking last week about how good Chelsea's back line is going to be. Koulibaly, Kunde, like, And then they just go and scoop him up as he's about to sign yeah. paper with Chelsea. While asking Frankie De Jong to take a 50% yeah. salary, <laughs> <laughs> salary de- decrease to stay with the club. The and like this. They own money to like other clubs, you know, based on transfers and everything that they haven't paid. And like, it's just, it, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, that's part of good business, bad business that we got going on. This will probably, I mean, we might do it next week. I doubt it though. Um, but that, that Conde is that, that's good business in my opinion, uh, even though they have no money to spend. I mean, he's up, he's like one of the up and coming star defenders. I think if they can figure it out, it's good business. I think if it, throws of the club into mayhem then obviously no but um yeah That's, i mean i mean as long as they figure it out which they will whether legally or under the table they figure it out they will figure it out because it's barcelona so yes good business because yeah i mean he is the future premier center back let's just get right into him keegs uh is there anything else you wanted to talk about about uh clubs playing in the u.s or any of the preseason before we go on no, not really. Um, happy for my boy Moyes. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to seeing what Liverpool's got. I really haven't got to watch a ton of their preseason. I've seen some some training highlights, and I think Caballo looks really comfortable. He seems to be fitting in. They've shown just clips of people just playing kick around and stuff. Um, he's coming from Fulham, so his English is already you know up to speed. Um, I know Darwin has struggled a little bit communication-wise and stuff, supposedly, but uh, really looking forward to Cavallo. Obviously, Nunez has gotten a lot of the spotlight, but uh, really excited about both those signings. Yeah, uh, there was a Darwin-Nunez mixtape for their game today against uh, Salzburg. (laughs) I think you guys dropped it, actually. You didn't win that game, but yeah. (laughs) That's not surprising. There's already mixtapes going on for this dude, and it was literally just him touching the ball. So, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be awesome. I have, I have no doubt about it. I actually project him to be equal to higher than Halan at this point. I really like Darwin Nunez. I think so um, too. I, th- I think he may take a little bit 
potentially longer to settle in, but I think he will be really, really good and worth the money. Yeah. Liverpool is a good place to take your time to settle in with uh, all the talent you have. I know there's some pressure that comes with that, but yeah. Um, so speaking of players coming in, we have Burnley, Ben Mee going to Brentford on a free good business. Good business. They struggled a little bit defensively sometimes. Um, I don't think Ben Mee is anything incredible, but he's a player who has a lot of Premier League experience and he has a lot of Premier League experience facing a ton of pressure um, because Burnley have been scored on a lot while he's been there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he'll bring some experience to to Brentford. No, and Bre- Brentford plays a different style than – I mean, Burnley's like a Jose Mourinho, let's just sit back and defend. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was – probably not able to be as creative as maybe he ever wanted to be. I don't know if he is creative like that, but I always thought, I mean, Burnley has a few players that were worth some money and he was probably the top of them. Yeah. Um, So with that, you know, that's good for Burnley, I guess, since they're in the championship right now. So they're probably looking for more money than anything else. This next one, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Gianluco Scamaca or Scamaca? Scamaca. Yeah. Scamaca. So from a Sassuolo, to West Ham, 36. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good business. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's really good business. This is a turning of the guard as well. The Italians are infiltrating West Ham. We're officially going to be getting rid of some of the Czechs, getting more <laughs> of the Italians. Uh, it's a win-win for everyone, especially you, Keegs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next one, I'm going to say his uh, Korean name first, Kim Min Jae. Uh, I think a lot of the English announcers are saying uh, human song, not song human. Um, so last name first, uh, but Fenerbach to Napoli, 19 and a half million. Yeah, I saw this transfer and I, I really don't know anything about him. Um, he was linked everywhere, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't actually seen him play, though. I don't know a ton about his, like his on-field uh, ability, so yeah. I, I don't know. I just love Napoli. I love Napoli's jerseys. Let's get them going. Yeah. Uh, Going home, we were asking about him last week. Luis Suarez from Adeletti. I love to Nationale in Uruguay. Yeah, I love that move. I'd rather see him go home, uh, play for the club where he got started, than to, you know, just go to Turkey and make a bunch of money, just kind of like falling off the face of the earth to everybody outside of Turkey. No offense to the Turkish League. They've got some good teams and. We've seen a lot of good players go there. You know, Mesa Ozil uh, being probably the most recent. Didier Drogba went there for a bit. So, um, I mean, obviously they've got really good teams and we see them feature in Europa and Champions League. But, I don't know, I, I feel like it was a good timing for him to to just head home. I would like to see him in the MLS eventually, but I like the move. Great business yeah. for Nassim now. No, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, if nothing else, marketing wise, I mean, he is still a, a good player. Like he would, yeah, he would absolutely. ball out in the MLS. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, these are all maybes. So the ones we were just talking about are pretty much official. But these are all maybes. Uh, uh, Philippe Kostic of Eintracht Frankfurt to West Ham. That is looking rumored to be happening. Um, so I don't know much about Kostic be honest with you but i know he he did put up some pretty good numbers for them yeah pacey i think he plays like out wide on the left midfielder can play a winger um yeah i mean adding pace to that team i think is is good business 
we've seen them play kind of direct through the middle quite a bit, and I think adding an element on the outside would be good for them. So yeah. I think that'd be pretty good business. So, I mean, West Ham was a pretty sexy-ass team last year, and you had uh, you had Antonio that was looking hot, but then he went pretty cold for a while there, and I think with their signing that they just got with uh, Skamaka. Skamaka? I'm still screwing this one up. Skamaka, yeah. Yeah, Skamaka with him. Uh, I think they'll be a little bit better, you know, to either have a backup or play two up front, which is what I would love to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Somebody for for Antonio to play off of I think would be nice, especially with Antonio's pace and strength. He could play the target man or he could get in behind. They could mix that up where they kind of alternate between the mm -hmm. two. So, yeah, I think that would be a good setup. I I retweeted on the Bruce and Belters page. There is a Twitter page dedicated to – days since West Ham has signed a striker and it got up to like <laughs> I one, saw that 1081 days or 1051 days or something like that uh which dude had dude cool. had a video made for yeah. it too, like <laughs> a, two, a two minute a two minute video like a just a and it was just West Ham players celebrating yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, it was awesome amazing I, I did like that uh conrad limer from uh, leipzig we kind of talked about this last week it looks like it's going to be happening for him going to bayern this week yeah Bayern just keep getting why not you know like let's take sabitzer one week or one year let's take limer another they literally pick if they want a player in the bundesliga besides early in holland of course they pretty much get him yeah yeah crazy um yeah good business from bayern uh i don't like to see it just because like you said they just they're just kind of picking picking apples off the tree, but um, good business regardless. Okay, last one. This is going to be a little little sore one for you, but uh, Genie Wijnaldum. Yeah. hate to see this guy just moving everywhere, Genie. but uh, he's looking like maybe going to Roma from PSG to Roma. I, I would, would love it. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Are you, are you thinking Mourinho's making something down there? Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week and – yeah, I, I think he's got a squad go, going right now. Um, Patricio and goal, good enough. Uh, back line, you got Smalling, who's all right. You got Mancini, who's good. Um, Spinazzola, back healthy on the left side. Um, midfield's looking good. You got Zaniolo, um, potentially Wijnaldum. You got Dybala up top t with Tammy. Like, I think they're building a really, really good squad, and I could see them being potentially contenders for the Shudetto. I don't think they'll win it. I think Milan and Inter Milan are better, but I I see them finishing top four for sure. What do you think of that tribute? I would I'm calling it a tribute, but like celebration of a signing, uh, where the all the fans came to the square for uh, Dybala. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's like. I mean, that, I don't even know how many thousands of fans that was, but that was, it's ridiculous. And that's a huge signing because that, I mean, if you, if you get in the bowels of Syria Twitter, you would see that every Inter Milan fan had convinced themselves that Dybala was going to enter. Which by the way, Keegan lives in the bowels I live, of Syria. I Syria. live and breathe it. Yeah. <laughs> and like every Inter fan thought that he was going to enter and, um, Everybody wanted him. Every Serie A fan of any Serie A team wanted this guy. And it's funny because sometimes you get into the leagues where 
supporters of a certain club just hate a player so much that they're like, oh, we don't even want him, or they pretend they mm-hmm. don't want him. But there, it, it didn't feel like there was any of that in Serie A. It felt like every club's supporters wanted Dybala on their team. And to see him stay, stay in Serie A and go to Roma, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a really special signing, and I hope he lives up to that hype. Uh, he, yeah, he's got a lot of hype. He has the number one jersey sales for the first day. Uh, he beat out Cristiano Ronaldo actually for it. So that, I mean, that's definitely some hype when you sell that many jerseys in a in a twenty four hour period. So yeah, I like I said last week, and I've said thousands of times, probably some of the dopest jerseys in all of all of soccer. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a I got an old Tati uh, Roma kit, and it's it's definitely my favorite jersey I own. I like it. Um, that's all I got for good business, bad business. It's always good business whenever there's transfers. I feel always like, good business. Know, always, always good business. So yeah, I don't have anything that um, that you didn't mention. Uh, Ronaldo rumors are up in the air. Of course, I don't see anything materializing from that. Doesn't no. seem like anybody wants him, and it doesn't seem like you know I'd want to get rid of him. So 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 doesn't that, look like we'll be seeing him in Champions League this year. That's actually my boo is for Ronaldo going to United's camp. Like he actually showed up to camp because even after even after meeting with the manager, you know, and like figuring all that out, he's still like, nah, I don't want any part of this club. I want to go Champions League. No one wants him. And so I want more drama. So I would prefer if he would have held out like they do in like they do in American sports. So the real question be a diva, huh? Yeah, kind of kind of focusing, I guess, more on it next week. But like, dude, what if what if United is actually good next year? Like I think, had they, some I think they'll signings. be, yeah, I, I think they'll be solid. I think they'll be competitive. I think the whole top six will be really good. I like every team that needed to make moves and spend money actually went out and spent money. And that's been the biggest complaint. I feel like the last few years with premier league clubs in specific is supporters want to see them spend money. And a lot of teams just haven't Tottenham mm-hmm. being one of those teams, you know, they, have needed signings for the last few years. They were in a Champions League final and didn't really make any big moves after that. And it felt like that was the time to do it. Yeah. And now they've made those moves. Arsenal are making huge moves. Chelsea, I guess, for the past couple of years have. But, um, yeah, I mean, United has rebuilt. I, I, I still don't think they're going to be the United that, you know, we know historically, but they're solid and I think they're going to be competitive. So, I think it's going to be an amazing season. I say that every year, but I really think this this season is going to be special. Do you ha- do you have a boo? Uh, no, I don't have any boos. Uh, and the closest thing I had to a cheer was for Moiskeen scoring two against Barcelona. <laughs> okay, uh, I have a cheer, and it's a uh, from the heart. Uh, happy 29th birthday, Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> his birthday is, is uh actually it's in a couple hours so it's uh it's on the 29th or excuse me the 28th july 28th okay. is when it is but so i think in england we're england actually there right now england so. time it's his birthday yeah 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 actually it's called harry kane time bro let's okay. be real here i mean i've already drank the juice the juice the whole kool-aid is coming out next week i cannot wait uh i'm i'm feeling good i really am tottenham tottenham's Tottenham's going to make me so happy this year. And if they don't, then they're going to kill me. And it's like every other year. I just looked up his uh, his Zodiac sign, hoping that there was some like bad attribute that I could shit on him for sarcastically. And July 29 is apparently the sign of the Leo. 
the lion the mm. three lions is football Whoa. coming is football coming home it hasn't so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess he's been a leo his whole life huh? <laughs> all right cool uh, and i have no right, cool nothing changes <laughs> I have no belters. Let's get out of here, Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. This might be the shortest pod um, in three seasons so far, but you know yeah. that's what you get when there's not much going on outside well, of the women's zeros and, and a few transfers. So yeah, this is uh, episode five, right? Wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're so, coming in hot. We'll be back next week. We'll discuss a little preview of uh, match day one of the Premier League. Maybe get into a little preview of a couple a couple other leagues as well. And we'll wrap up with the Women Zeros uh, final as well. So we will see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.